You are listening to The Business of Being Dad. Get ready as we delve into the world of fatherhood, leadership, and legacy. I'm Rob Rohde, your humble host and fellow single father, and I'm so excited you're here to join us. This podcast was intentionally designed for you, men who believe they're destined for greatness, those who never settle for excuses but instead take meaningful action, and individuals who reject the notion of being ordinary. We're here for the ones who understand that being a phenomenal leader goes hand in hand with being an exceptional father. Why? Because we believe in you. We believe you hold the power to shape your identity as a man, a father, and a leader. We believe you are the architect of your future, and you get to determine the impact and legacy you'll leave behind. So get ready to explore the depths of personal growth, strengthen family bonds, and create a legacy that resonates through time. Together, we'll rise, inspire, and change. Let's get started. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of The Business of Being Dad. Today, we've got something special lined up. Your questions, our answers. We asked you for your thoughts and concerns related to fatherhood, and you responded with some great questions. And in this episode, we're going to take a look at three of those questions that were submitted by you. So if you're ready, let's go. So this first question comes from Daniel in Illinois. So Daniel and his wife recently had a conversation with their daughter, their daughter who's a senior in high school. And their question goes something like this. My daughter isn't interested in college. What should I do? So I think in this situation, even though it's a very common conversation that we tend to have with our kids, we need to remember that each of our children is going to have their own kind of unique path. If your kid isn't interested in college, it's important for us to have an open and honest conversation with them. It's important for us to try to understand, you know, their passions and their strengths and what is driving them towards this decision, guiding them towards a path that aligns with their interest, whether it's college or whether it's an alternative route. That's what's important here. At the age your daughter is at, it's very common to question what they want to do with their life. Just like college kids tend to change their major two or three times, or often more, you might find that your daughter will change her mind and choose to go back to college at a later date. But also, if you take the approach of just being curious, trying to understand where she's coming from, and try to see the situation through her eyes, it's important to recognize that even though society has these expectations It might not always align with what's best for our specific children and our situation. And ultimately, as we love our kids and we want what's best for them, it's just about supporting them and finding their calling, whether it fits the kind of traditional mode or not, and whether it fits kind of our personal desire for them or not. So I hope that helps and good luck. Our next question comes from Greg in Colorado. Greg is sensing that there is something kind of going on with his son. He just doesn't feel like his son opens up. He really just wants to check in and be able to know that everything's okay. So his question goes something like this. I'd really like for my son to open up and talk with me. Do you have any ideas on how I can do that? I think creating a safe and non-judgmental space for them is the key here. You might already be doing this, but looking for opportunities to engage in activities that they enjoy And just trying to allow those conversations to flow naturally, that might be the move here. But 
Either way, patience and consistent effort is going to be key. So letting your son know that you're always there to listen without kind of forcing the conversation or jumping to conclusions could be helpful also. Many times boys find it difficult to express their feelings directly. I mean, heck, we go through that as men still, right? And so engaging activities, maybe side-by-side type activities like playing a game or going for a walk or going for a drive in the car or maybe, you know, catching a sporting event, something where you're kind of sitting next to each other, standing by each other, it can sometimes make it easier for them to open up. And it's about building trust and showing them that you're a reliable, understanding source of support, non-judgmental and understanding. Depending on the nature of your relationship, maybe start with something small. If this isn't something you've been doing on a consistent basis, maybe start with a, a 10, 15 minute block of time together and then expand on that. But the aim here is to create a safe and relaxed environment where your son feels comfortable sharing his thoughts and to allow that conversation to come about naturally, organically. So the more time you spend together, I think that you might find that he'll gradually open up and express himself more freely over time. Thank you for your question, Greg. I hope that was helpful. The third question comes in from Brian, and this question is regard to his relationship with his ex-wife. So Brian is a single father and he has two kids and he really is just starting to feel like he's getting kind of pushed out of their life in his words. And his question goes like this, how can I improve my relations with my ex in order to stay involved in my kid's life? Do you have any ideas? So Brian, I can speak from experience that the co-parenting relationship, especially if you're recently divorced, it is one of the most difficult relationships to navigate. And it can be very difficult, especially when emotions are high. But whatever you can do to communicate openly and respectfully with your ex-wife, you know, even just about your desire to stay involved in their life, just sharing that, sharing that thought, remembering that the focus always, of course, is on what's best for your kids. And I sense by the nature of your question, that's where you're coming from here. But how do you go about doing that, especially if things are a little bit volatile and difficult? Taking that first step could be really helpful for you. Being honest about how you're feeling, but try to frame your thoughts in a non-critical and a constructive way. If you have the ability to use these I statements to express your perspective and focus on your feelings and your thoughts rather than projecting on her or blaming or accusing, that might be helpful as well. Try to approach the situation with the intention of having a really peaceful resolution aiming to find some common ground and work together as co-parents. You could consider bringing in an, an unbiased mediator or family counselor if necessary in order to try to facilitate productive conversations that are solution-focused and that are benefiting the children. However, if despite your efforts, it seems like a peaceful resolution is not going to be made and the conflicts seem to continue and you continue to feel like you're being pushed out of their lives, there could be some legal routes you could consider. You know, again, clearly I am not a lawyer and I am not able to provide legal advice. However, I do encourage you to try to sort things out outside the courts whenever possible. Legal battles, as I've experienced personally, can be emotionally and financially draining. And often our children tend to bear the brunt of these disputes. But again, assuming that both parents are in a stable and healthy place 
then having both of them equally involved in their kid's life is extremely important, and it is worth fighting for, in my opinion. So I would always start with trying to have a peaceful resolution, for sure, but there are other options if your parenting plan and divorce decree support that. As we wrap up, I want to express my gratitude to each of you who submitted your questions, and for those of you who are listening, just for being part of this community and part of this journey. Remember, our path as fathers is about learning, growing, and supporting each other. So I'd like to leave you with this final quote from Martin Luther King Jr., who said, In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. So thank you for breaking the silence, for engaging, and for being a part of this community. Thanks, men. Thank you for joining us for the Business of Being Dad podcast. If you found value in today's episode, I encourage you to share it with a friend who could benefit from our discussions on fatherhood, leadership, and legacy. Together, let's build a community of like-minded men who embrace ownership, commit to growth, and make an impact. And now, before we go, remember, greatness is within your reach. So stay strong, stay focused, and create your legacy. I'm Rob Brody, and you've been listening to The Business of Being Dad, where fatherhood meets success. See you in the next episode.